Podcast One production. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. On The Health Hacker, we absolutely love getting all of your questions because it really helps us put together episodes that are going to help you every day. That's the point of this podcast. So make sure you keep coming through with them. Healthhacker@themanshake.com.au or on Adam's Manshake socials. Adam, you and I have been getting a lot of questions around COVID-19. We know that it's tough for all of us at the moment with COVID-19 for jobs and work and all those bits and pieces, but our audience, they're kind of curious in a scientific way. So we put together this episode to start talking about it. Adam, firstly, how are you, mate? And secondly, can you explain what COVID-19 is? G'day, Alex. And obviously we're doing this remotely. The world is a bit of a crazy place now, very different to the one that it was uh, at the start of the year, if I would have said to you, Alex, uh, you wouldn't be allowed outside about wearing a face mask, you would have got me locked up. Um, oh. I thought I was insane. And it's funny um, you say that because we've got a lot of questions about face mask, which is coming up <laughs> soon in this episode too. <laughs> and we have. And if I would have told you that nearly 750,000 people in the world have now died um, from coronavirus, you, you just would have been horrified and pe- petrified. So I know as scary as it sounds, the spread of um, COVID-19, there are actually some really easy things that we can do to minimise our chances of contracting the virus to start with, which is the best um, medicine is prevention. And, you know, the other thing about some of the tips that we're going to give you today is it doesn't involve you um, wrapping yourself up um, in mountains of toilet paper, Alex. You'll be glad to hear that. Well, you can't buy any anyway because it's all sold out. (laughs) (laughs) Why the hell people are running out and buying toilet paper, Alex? Can you work that one out yet? They thought they were going to be in the house forever and ever. And look, let's just point out, we're not doctors. This is just from research we've looked at to look into not just coronavirus, but viruses in general. And it's really got us thinking about we need to look at our bodies and get them as strong and as healthy as possible for whatever comes around the corner because who knows what's going to be next. Yeah, it's important that we, we point out that, um, you know, the, the advice we're giving today isn't uh, based on medical advice. It's for educational purposes. And look, you know, whilst I do this as a full-time job being a, um, a health researcher and an economics uh, researcher around health, um, you know, a lot of the experts, the professors of immunology, um, all the doctors I'm speaking to are on the front lines, the nurses and all these people, what terrifies them the most about this virus is how little we actually know about it. So, you know, the world is changing continually with uh, what they're finding out about this virus. You know, take, for example, face masks, you know, no wonder people are confused. One minute they're saying that we don't need them, then we do need them. So there's a lot of confusion around this and particularly even just knowing what COVID-19 is. So I suppose it's a good type of uh, lead into to starting the conversation. What is, you know, coronavirus 19? Well, it's it is what I just said. It's a type of coronavirus, which largely are a family of viruses, Alex, that cause respiratory infections, everything ranging from just a common cold to the more serious version of uh, what we're seeing now, which is COVID-19. So it's called COVID-19 because it was the year that it was first diagnosed. Now, the way I really like to break it down, so I understood it um, when I spoke to all the experts, was by definition, um, it's a virus that's really a hyper-inflammatory stimulating virus. Um, which specifically targets the lungs. So what does that mean? Well, it, it basically really causes our bodies to um, react um, um, as a result from the virus to producing lots of inflammation within inside the body. Um, and I like this because it gives us an understanding of what we can do to actually fight the virus to start with. And the best thing you can do to actually fight the severe consequences of this virus are reducing inflammation in your bodies. Because um, like I touched upon, the inflammation isn't specifically from the virus, but it's how our bodies actually react to the virus. And it reacts by producing a lot of inflammation or what they call cytokines. It's been put on the news a few times, you've probably heard it. It's called a cytokine storm is the thing that actually has been causing a lot of deaths in people. So if we can provide our bodies with the right tools in the environment to control inflammation in the first place, we're going to be in much better position to fight the virus if we are exposed to it. So Adam, how scared should I be? 
Look, um, you know, any sort of virus, particularly when we don't know the long-term consequences of it, are pretty scary because, um, you know, it could sit inside the body dormant for a number of years after you contract it. So that's where young people need to be a bit smarter whilst they aren't in the high-risk category. And in fact, 25% of the people who contracted COVID-19 were asymptomatic, which means they didn't even know they had the virus in the first place. So it's very interesting that whilst a lot of people are robust to this virus, um, we know that there's certain population groups that aren't as fortunate, um, but we don't know the long-term consequences of what this virus can um, have on the body. So for example, it could um, sit inside the body dormant for a number of months, years, who knows, and then it could come back out again and, and attack our bodies. So, you know, it, it's pretty crazy when you when you think about, um, you know, viruses in general. So, you know, it's a scary statistic, but there's something called the human viome, which they've just discovered. And, and you might be asking, what the hell is that? And so was I when I first heard it. But um, essentially our bodies are, are, are covered uh, inside and outside by viruses. In actual fact, there's 400 trillion viruses. I'll say that again. Wow. 400 trillion viruses at any one time inside or outside our bodies. We're being rained down consistently as we exist by viruses. And that's what they're calling the human viome. So you're probably asking, well, why, why don't we get sick all the time? And, you know, why aren't we affected by more viruses when, you know, there's 350,000 viruses out there that we know affect mammals in an adverse way, yet we only know 1% um, about these viruses, which is mind-blowing. So it's pretty <laughs> scary when you think about it. It's like a horror movie that there's all these super viruses waiting out there for us. Now, that's why it's so important for us to really be vigilant about our health in general um, because essentially, you know, the viruses are just along for the ride. As you can see, they're all over us and they're just waiting, Alex. They're, they're cunning little buggers. They're just waiting for us to actually let our guard down and not make the right lifestyle choices. And that's when they hijack our bodies. So you right. need to really pay attention to your health. So that, that's how viruses work. They're just basically sitting there waiting. Um, you know, they're, they're basically being breathed in. Like, you know, we breathe in over 100 million of these viruses um, in a day, which is absolutely... Because they're just microscopic little parasites. They're much smaller than bacteria. And the good thing is they don't have the ability to thrive and reproduce outside of the host body. So we need to give them a host body to actually thrive. And, um, you know, that's that's when the problem arises when we have a compromised immune system. What I'm getting here is prevention is the best medicine with, like it is with a lot of things. The fitter I am and the healthier I am... I'm going to be avoiding, hopefully, viruses in general, whether that's the common cold or maybe something more severe one day. A hundred percent. And as I touched upon, the scary thing is there's so many viruses out there we don't know anything about. So if your immune system's jeopardized, that's when these viruses are going to take hold. So, you know, it's interesting, the statistics around the people that are having fatal responses to COVID-19 and the three top causes, um, you know, of uh, health conditions related to a, a bad outcome are hypertension, diabetes, and obesity. And they're all essentially lifestyle and diet related. So it's pretty scary. So, you you know, and it, it's sort of no surprise when you have a look at some of these, you know, areas um, throughout the world where they've got populations who are poor um, because these diseases like, you know, obesity and diabetes um, and hypertension are, are prevalent amongst these populations because of their poor lifestyle and diet choices. So it's very scary that, um, you know, if you have got bad health and you've, you're fat and, you, you know, you're not doing these things that um, you're exposed um to a really bad outcome with this virus. But the exciting thing is we know from previous podcasts, there's so much you can do to quickly change the landscape of your health. So Adam, I suppose as well, people who let's say are overweight might already have not the greatest respiratory systems anyway, because they're probably not exercising. So that would make life worse if you get a respiratory disease like COVID-19. Yeah. Well, the theory is because people overweight, they basically have what they call respiratory dysfunction. So they have trouble 
breathing in the first place. You know, most of them um, suffer from sleep apnea and we can go into more depth about, you know, the problems of not getting enough sleep on your immune system. Um, so they're more likely to develop pneumonia. Um, in fact, one study found that being obese increased your chances of severe complications by over 142% if you got COVID-19. Um, and if you're overweight, um, it increases your, your, your chance of complications by 86%. So, you know, it, it's, it's really smart. If you are carrying a lot of fat, um, particularly gut fat, which we know is uh, what they call visceral fat, which is a toxic type of fat, which actually leaches out into your body, these cytokines, um, in a, in a normal day-to-day basis anyway. So imagine when you stack on top of that, this, um, this COVID-19 virus, it's basically the perfect storm to, um, get a bad outcome. So, you know, the more fat, um, you know, the, the, the more longer the virus is going to stick around for as well. They've proven that as well. So losing weight has never been more important than now. That, that's, that's the key, being, being re- resilient and your body being resilient. That's what's allowed us as human beings to thrive and survive and be the, 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 the kings of um, the planet as we stand today is because, you know, since evolution, we've stood toe to toe with viruses. We've lived in harmony, uh, essentially. You know, you look at things like our mitochondria, which are the powerhouse cells of our bodies, you know, you know, they, they've been developed through a harmonious relationship between bacteria, viruses and, and, and human DNA. So, you know, we're, we're thrived in this world because we've been able to, to, to cope with the negative effects of viruses. So, you know, we know that we have to change our lifestyles. And I think this is going to be a great wake up call for humanity in general on a number of levels. But, you know, I think it's really going to put a big emphasis on our health. The Health Hacker with Adam McDougall. Adam, we get so much advice around not just so much our internal health, but externally what we can do, physical distancing, hygiene. What have you seen and read about these advice we've been getting? Is it kind of all pretty concurrent or is it conflicting opinions? Look, there, there's so much new stuff about this virus, which you, we don't know about, you know. Um, you know, one of the worst things they say that you can really be is be a man and you can be old um, right. and be from a from a low socioeconomic group and, and one of... Um, one of a minority group, you know, men are twice as likely to die if hospitalized, for example, Alex, because they believe that, you know, things like sex hormones in, in women help fight off some of the respiratory um, infections. Um, you know, you look at in, in Australia, for example, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders and people that are over 50 um, are much more likely to, to be badly affected by this. Statistics have shown that. So, you know, it, it's really... Um, you know, scary some of the statistics around some of these groups. And that that's why, you know, they've taken these extreme approaches they have to, to making us lock down and and um, making sure that we have these social distancing um, practices in place and, and particularly personal hygiene, um, washing your hands and stuff like that. Because, you know, I don't think people have, I didn't even realise until I took a deep dive into this and I was asked so many questions about it, you know, why is it so important, for example, just to watch our hands, wash our hands? And when you think about it, well, viruses basically get a free ride um, from our bodies on our hands, and when we touch our, our mouths and our, our face, which the University of New South Wales found that the average person touches their face, you know, 23 times an hour. Um, and that's wow. how the virus gets into your body. So, yeah, we're touching our faces 23 times an hour. We know that, you know, mobile phones, handbags are, are five times more dirtier than a toilet seat when it comes to bacteria and viruses. So how many times are you touching your phone throughout the day than touching your face? Um, so, you know, it's really, really interesting that we educate ourselves on the basics because, you know, prevention is the best medicine. So, 
you know, keeping our physical distance, you know, not shaking hands and, you know, listening to the latest advice, because that's the great thing about science is science doesn't have an ego. You know, some of the research, you know, isn't as um, in depth as you would like from time to time. Most of it, you know, particularly around dietary advice is observational. So they're just observing. Uh, there is no control around the groups. There's no uh, mass studies um, and, you know, cross-population isn't in enough depth to see the different stats on different populations. So what we need to be really careful of is, you know, accepting the fact that things are going to change rapidly and it's not hypocritical or it's a lie. It is just the fact that we don't know enough about this virus at the moment. And the best point in case about this is masks. So, oh, we get that question so much on the Manshake um, socials and emails coming through saying masks, like what's the deal? Are there certain types I should get? Do they really help me? Am I protecting myself or is it, am I trying to protect myself from others? What have you found from looking into masks, Adam? Well, look, the experts I've spoken to have said that essentially first and foremost, um, that masks are really to stop the spread of the virus. Um, now, they didn't recommend them at first because they, they weren't really sure that, you know, it would stop the virus from spreading because essentially like when people cough and splatter, uh, when they speak loudly, and that's why pubs and, and stuff um, in environments like that where people are yelling, you can imagine that more droplets are coming out into the air um, and, you know, the particles remain airborne for a while and they'll drop down onto surfaces um, and they still don't know how long they remain on surfaces for. So what what the masks essentially are, are doing are that people that have COVID-19, it's hopefully going to stop the spread of the virus to other people. Um, that's the main benefit of these masks. Um, right. So the idea is that if everyone's wearing masks, even if, because you might not know you have it or you might be asymptomatic, if you sneeze, you're more or less stopping it spreading to other people as opposed to a mask protecting you, it coming into you. Oh, 100%. It's also just to stop idiots too who just don't yeah, do, do the right 100%. thing. Like I saw someone the other day sneezing and like just wiping their face with their nose and I was like, mate, do you? how do you not <laughs> know to not do that anymore? Like don't come near me. And then the person looked at me like, what are you looking at? I was like, what are you looking at? <laughs> I know, it's quite funny, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. look, when you look at I'll the statistics- I'll wear a mask to get rid of those idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you, when you when you pull the mask over your eyes, you don't have to see what they're doing. But um, yeah, when you look at the statistics early on, that 17 million people plus have, have contracted the virus. 25% of them didn't even know they had the virus. And it, it's estimated that if they actually tested everybody, the number of people with coronavirus would be nearly 10 times greater than what is actually statistically said to be today. So we're talking about 170 million people potentially worldwide that have this virus. So why do we want to wear the, the mask? Simply because of that reason is because we want to prevent the spread of the virus. That's the most important thing that it's going to do is slow the spread because the scary thing about this virus is it's so contagious compared to other types of coronaviruses which have existed before um, and viruses recently like even SARS and these other viruses which were a lot more deadly, but they were not as contagious in their nature. So, you know, that's that's the interesting thing is, um, you know, it's, it's certainly... You need a real special type. There's different types of masks. They have different levels of efficiency. Obviously, just wearing a cloth mask isn't as good as a surgical mask. And then there's obviously the, the special um, uh, protective masks that they wear in, in the medical um, realm, which are obviously, you know, the ones that will probably help you keep the virus out because you can imagine that um, they're largely ineffective, you know, if you're exposed to the virus, you know, a big you know, clump of it um, because they can't block out all the viral particles. So, you know, um, but you will definitely stop yourself from spreading the disease largely if you are, you know, courteous enough to wear a mask for other people. And I think um, that's something we should do given the fact that, um, you know, it's probably going to become the norm anyway, Alex. Look, on the next episode, we are going to hack further into the six lifestyle hacks to protect, protect you against viruses. But Adam, if you could do one thing to start protecting yourself against viruses, what would you do? Well, that's a great question. I, I think um, I would probably, 
as long as you're not putting your body in a state of inflammation, that is the key. Because we know that this virus really has a bad outcome for people um, who, are in a, who are in an inflamed state. So if you've got any existing medical condition, you know, the ones we alluded to before, particularly anything to do with lifestyle uh, communicable diseases, such as, you know, anything to do with obesity, anything to do with your blood sugar levels, like diabetes, type 2 diabetes, you know, making sure that, you know, you don't um, dampen your immune system by having a diet that's high in processed carbohydrates and sugars. So for me, I'd be looking at them lifestyle decisions around keeping my weight under control and keeping my inflammation under control as well. And these all tie then back into having good gut health and, you know, just basic things we've spoken about on previous episodes, because anything that strengthens your immune system is going to really put you in good stead if you are faced with this virus. So, you know, we really want to make sure that our immune systems are ready to go because think of your immune system, you know, in two parts. You've got your innate immune system, Alex, which is... uh, the protector of your body. It's like the bouncer that stands on the, the gateway to yeah. your health. You know, it works out what's friend or what's foe. And it, it just tries to f- basically flush out any invaders that come into your body. You know, that's why you get symptoms like fevers and runny nose and a headache when you, you start to get a, a flu as such. Um, and it gives you the required response um, against these invaders and it, it kills them off quickly. So, you know, it's really important that, um, you know, you boost, you know, lifestyle choices that are going to boost your immune system, particularly T cells, like something as simple as going for a walk, you know, boost your T cells. So people are trying to find all these magical um I suppose, medications, um, which is unfortunately the way that the world works these days. We think that, you know, every ill is going to be effectively um, solved by a pill and that's not how it works. You know, our bodies are one of the best uh, medicines in the world if it's healthy. So, you know, the T cells, for example, you know, are really um, simple to boost, you know, things like exercise, getting out into the sun. Um, So there's plenty of things that we can do, Alex, to protect ourselves and put ourselves in better stead when we are confronted by this virus. On the next episode, we are going to get into more of your questions, which is around the lifestyle things that you can do. I know physical distancing and masks does seem to help, but there are further things that we can do. So keep your questions coming through at themanshake.com.au. Adam's always seeing out Manshake packs. Of course, on his socials or healthpacker at themanshake.com.au is the email. We're going to try and get to as many questions as we can on the next app. I'll speak to you then, Adam. Thanks, mate. Health Hacker was created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Written and presented by Adam McDougall. Produced and presented by Alex Mitchell. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. To listen to more episodes, search Health Hacker Podcast. Listen for free at podcastoneaustralia.com.au or download the Podcast One Australia app.